want to talk to you about how God uses everything and works all things out for good. In that third song that we sang this morning, we, we, we sang about how, you know, I, I trust God because I know that in all things that God is working these things out for my good in my life. Yeah? Every, every situation, everything that you go through in your life, God can use it for your good. If, um, if you've ever exercised, and I'm sure most of us have at some stage done some exercise, or by default, maybe you had to walk a long journey someday, and, 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 uh, and, or, or maybe you lifted some weights for the first time in a long time, or you went on a bike for the first time, or you just kicked the football around the garden for the first time in a long time, and at the end of the day, you felt to yourself like, I'm, I'm great, I've done so much exercise today, you know, I'm so fit, I'm, I'm, I'm Hercules. How did you feel first thing in the morning when you woke up? Sore? Maybe a few muscles that you didn't know existed were aching. Your back ached, your legs ached, your head ached, your ear even ached. How could you exercise your ear, but yet it was still sore the next morning? If you don't exercise regularly and you end up taking exercise one day, whether it be deliberate or whether it be forced exercise, you will wake up the next morning sore. But you know what? That pain is not a bad thing. Yeah? Because that pain is telling you that you've exercised some muscles in your body that have become lazy. Praise God, we all have a few lazy muscles in our body. And that pain is telling you that if you continue to exercise, that you'll get stronger, you'll get fitter, and you'll get healthier in your life. Amen? So that pain is not, in a, in a sense, a bad thing. Yeah? Romans chapter 8 and verse 28 says, And we know that all things work together for good for those who love God and who are called according to His purposes. How many know that your life is a long journey, not a short sprint? Amen. Amen. I want my life to be a long journey, not a short spin around the town. Amen. Many times Angela and I have gone out for a drive of a Sunday, and you know what? I just didn't go out with a plan and ended up what we wanted this drive to be, to be a 30-minute spin around the block. When in actual fact, we had the whole county, the whole country at our feet. Our lives are like that, amen? Don't sell yourself short in life by having your life just being a little spin around the town. Your life is a long journey, amen? And our lives are long journeys, not short sprints. And in your life, you're going to have different experiences. Some experiences in your life are going to be memorable. You're going to take pictures. You're going to put them on your mantelpiece to remind you of those good experiences you've had in your life. Other experiences that you have in your life are going to be painful. They're going to be hard. They're going to be tough. And there are certainly things that you're not going to want to remember with any great fondness in your life. But all of those experiences make up you. Amen. They have made you who you are today. See, our lives are more like a training field where God and life put us through our exercises. Amen? But whereas sometimes the world and life will come against us to try and take us out and try and destroy us, God is able to use all of those experiences in your life for your good and for your advancement. Amen? The thing is that we need to learn as people not to despise the lessons that life is teaching us. Amen. We need to learn from those lessons. 
And give all of those lessons. Give all of those experiences. Give them to God. Amen? Give them to God. Take those experiences that you've gone through, the good experiences, the tough experiences. Take them all and just say, hey, God, listen, I don't know what to do with this. I don't know how to process this in some way. You know, I don't feel that this was a good experience, but you know what? I'm going to give it to you. And I'm going to allow you to use my experiences, God, and, and let you take something good out of them for my benefit and for the benefit of those people around me. Many, many years ago, my, my dad, he, 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 he used to work with Irish distillers. They made whiskey. Now, he's a lifelong teetotaler, never drank, kind of the same as me. But he worked with Guinness in the past, and he worked with Irish distillers in the past, made Jameson whiskey and all that sort of stuff. But as he was about to retire, he had an opportunity to get a load of old whiskey barrels. And he took them, because they were made of oak, and, and they gave them to him, and he had all of these old whiskey barrels at home, and, and much like the ones we have downstairs that we use for our tables, we had a load of them at home. And really, they were of no use to us. But my dad had an idea. That an idea that was going to take these useless whiskey barrels that were in the way, and he was going to turn them into something good. So he went and got a carpenter that lives up the road from us. And he asked the carpenter to take these whiskey barrels and make something useful in them. So he got them, and he, he opened up all of the caskets, and he straightened out all of the, the oak beams in the casket. And, and eventually, he made a load of furniture for our home. He was able to turn something that was in the way, something that was pretty much useless to us, into something that we still use today in our home. Amen? Your experiences, the things that you go through in life, you might feel like that. You know what? That experience is of no benefit to me. It's a throwaway experience. But maybe if you gave that experience to God, God could use that experience and create in you something that's beneficial to your life and to his kingdom. Amen? Your experiences, the things that you have gone through in your life, even though they may not be of any good to you, in the hands of the master carpenter, God himself, he can turn them into something beneficial in your life. Amen? Let's give them to God. Maybe some of you have seen the first Iron Man film. Have you seen that film? I love that film. It's a great film. In that first Iron Man film, Tony Stark, he goes out to Iraq, and he's out there, and he's demonstrating all his amazing explosive power. And as he's coming back from the demonstration, heading back to his jet to fly home, his convoy comes under attack from rebels. And as Tony Stark is under attack, he gets out of the van that he's in because it's under attack, and he ends up, <clears throat> excuse me, hiding behind a rock. And as he's hiding behind a rock, he, uh, this bomb falls within 10 feet of him. And he looks at the bomb. And what was on the bomb? Stark Industries. It was one of his own bombs. We, church, we've got to learn to use the enemy's weapons against him. What happened with Tony Stark is his enemy had got hold of one of his weapons and he was using it against him. We have got to learn how to take the attacks that the enemy brings against us in our everyday lives and we've got to learn to use them against the enemy. Because he's not that smart. Amen. Amen. Have you ever been in a snowball fight? And people throw snowballs at you. And they throw so many snowballs at you and all you do is you accumulate their snowballs to throw back at them. Amen? That's what we got to learn to do. we got to learn to throw the enemy's weapons back at him. Attack him with what he attacked us with. Amen? Amen. 
And if we do that, we will see the victory. Remember David when he went up against Goliath? He took down Goliath with a slingshot and a stone, knocked him clean off his feet. But what did he do next? He went over and he picked up Goliath's sword and he cut Goliath's head off with his own sword. Church, use the enemy's weapons that he uses against you to take him out. Amen? Amen. In our house, our guys love lasagna. They love it. They can't get enough of it. Lasagna, spaghetti, bolognese, they love that sort of stuff. I don't know what they love so much about it, whether it's the bolognese sauce or the white sauce. I know Rebecca, she loves the white sauce. Every time I'm finished making white sauce, she wants the saucepan and a spoon, and I have to leave enough in there for her. Maybe it's the pasta. Maybe they love the pasta sheets. Or I, I don't know what it is. But you know what? When you make a lasagna, stick it in the oven for 40 minutes at 200 degrees, it comes out a masterpiece. But have you ever eaten a raw pasta sheet? Have you ever took the bag of flour out of the press and took a spoonful of flour and put it into your mouth? Have you ever eaten a raw garlic clove? Don't answer if you have. All of these ingredients on their own will turn your stomach. If you put salt onto a spoon and spoon salt into your mouth, I guarantee you, you'll get sick. Pepper, you'll sneeze for a week. All of these ingredients on their own will turn your stomach, but when you combine them in the right way and cook them at the right temperature, it's a masterpiece. It's the meal of the week, amen? We got to learn to take the things that make up our lives, all of the good things that we enjoy, and all of the hard things that come against us, and we got to learn to cook them in the right way and allow God to use them, and they can be used as a masterpiece in our lives to advance our lives. The things that the enemy will try and knock you out with, God can use them to advance you. Amen? Pray. Church, there's a process. You and I, we go through a process in life. Our life is not always made up of the good things or the good times. But when you take all of the different processes together, God can use all of those processes if we surrender them to Him to advance our lives, to advance our church, and advance those people around us. In all things, it says, God works them together for good for those who love Him and who are called according to His purposes. Amen? Jeremiah 29, 11. It says, For I know the thoughts I think towards you. God saying this to you and me. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. Hey, listen, God knows everything you go that goes on in your life. Everything that you come up against, all of the good times and all of the difficulties, God is not unaware of your struggles. But God, in all of that, He's made a plan. Amen? It's like you got God and you just put a whole heap of stuff on the ground in front of Him. You say to God, hey, God, can you make something out of this mess? And God can. He can take your mess. All of the nuts and bolts and screws and, and all of the washers of your life. And he can make them into something amazing. But we got to give them to God. Because he knows what he's doing. He has formed you in your mother's womb. He knew you before he formed you in your mother's womb. He had a plan for you. Long and ever before your parents had a plan for you. And God's plan for you is good. 
He knew that the enemy was going to come against you. He knew that that sickness was going to come upon you. But God knew in all of this lack, in all of this need, he knew that I can put all of that stuff together if they just trust me. And if they just surrender it to me, I can put all of that stuff together and make an amazing, productive person out of this person. Philippians chapter 1 and verse 6. And it says, I am sure of this, that he who has begun a good work in you will bring it to completion in the day of Jesus Christ. God is at work in your life. And that work will last a lifetime if you trust God and allow Him to bring the process forward. Amen? One of my favorite films of all time is Forrest Gump. I love that film. Anybody else like that film? I love that film. But Forrest wasn't born with a silver spoon in his mouth, was he? No, Forrest was born with polio, which meant he lived his early life with leg braces on him. And God love him, Forrest wasn't that bright, was he? People called him stupid. But Forrest Gump is an amazing film because it shows just what somebody who was born with disadvantages, that if they applied themselves to life, or in our case, if we give them to God, that God can use someone who was born stupid and disadvantaged and, and bring them to where he was worth millions. We just got to give it to God, amen? Surrender it to God. You know, we could have been like Lieutenant Dang. You remember that film, Lieutenant Dang? He was the other army guy that lost his legs. Remember, he went into a rut after the war, and he just felt sorry for himself, went on to drink and drugs and all of that sort of stuff. And, but whereas Forrest, when he came back from the war, he just got on with his life. He went to do what he was going to do before he went to war. He prospered while his friend went downhill. You know, we can take a place in life when circumstances and situations come against us. We can go and have a pity party. We can go and... and, 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 and hope everyone feels sorry for us and feel sorry for ourselves but you know what that changes nothing amen but if we take our experiences and if we give our experiences to god god can use our experiences to catapult us in life amen psalms 119 and verse 105 says your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path here's the thing when the enemy is coming against you, don't worry about how you're going to escape. When the enemy is attacking you, he's attacking your health, attacking your family, attacking all areas of your life, don't worry about how you're going to escape it. Because God says, if you are in him and if you trust in him, he says that his word will be a light to your feet, lamp to your path and a light to your path. A light to your feet. Lamp to your feet, light to your path. Basically, God is saying that no matter what you go through in life, if you trust in Him, He'll lead you and He'll guide you. He'll guide you around those landmines that the enemy plants in your way. Anybody walk on any landmines in the last year or so? The enemy plants landmines everywhere. As we walk through life, there's a landmine there of sickness. There's a landmine there of poverty there's a landmine there of relationship issues but if we put our trust in god god can not only bring us around but he can bring us through those landmines amen because he's guiding us he's leading us if we allow him to amen 
when Moses freed the children of Israel from Egypt, and when God brought them out into the desert, after barely 24 hours, they were complaining and giving out to Moses. Oh, we'd have been better off if we'd have served the Egyptians and died in Egypt than bringing us out here to die in this desert. Children of Israel were 430 years in Egypt. And now here they are being led by God out into the desert to head to their promised land and all they could do was complain because they couldn't see that God had a plan. Moses brought them down by the river or the sea and all they could do was complain. Oh, now here they come. Here the Egyptians come over the hill. They're going to take us out and kill every one of us. You're out of your mind, Moses. But they couldn't see that God had a plan. Amen? And I wonder how many times do we stand at that Red Sea too? Do we stand in front of that problem too and go to God, here's another fine mess you've brought me into. Couldn't you spare me from this? When God is saying, just no, no, no. Keep it calm. Keep your eyes on me. I've got a plan. Amen? Don't we all love being pe with people who have a plan? Amen? Because without a plan, there's chaos. Amen? If you just say to your kids every day, que sera, sera, whatever will be, will be, get up whenever you want to get up, get breakfast whenever you want to get breakfast, eat whatever you want to eat, your house will be chaos, wouldn't it? We need a plan. And in every family, Parents are the one who brings the plan. You make sure your kids go to bed on time. You make sure they get up on time. You make sure they get breakfast. You make sure that they eat proper breakfast. You, all of these things, they are a plan. And your kids, when you were kids, you didn't worry about that plan. You didn't go to bed at nighttime thinking, I wonder what am I going to get for breakfast in the morning. I wonder where I'm going to be tomorrow night. I wonder will I have a bed tonight. No. Because you trusted in the one who had a plan. We need to trust in the one who has a plan for our lives. God didn't just birth us and throw us down to the earth and say, work it out yourselves. He said, I've got a plan. He has a plan. And when you get to that Red Sea moment, don't be like the children of Israel. Looking back at Moses and saying, what are you doing? You brought us out to kill us in the desert. No, no, you keep your eyes firmly fixed on God because he who brought you to the sea will get you over the sea. Amen? You got to trust in the plan. God's got a plan. Amen? And in all of the things that the enemy brings against you, God will use that to advance you. Just as God used Daniel's experience in the lion's den, as we've seen this morning, to promote Daniel and get rid of his enemies, he done something similar for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Promoted them and got rid of those who were trying to take them out. We need to trust God. That God has got a plan. He knows what he's doing. Amen? Don't miss what God is doing in your life. Because you're too busy complaining about the process than to put your focus on God's plan for you in that process. Amen? You wouldn't believe how many amazing inventions that we have today that were discovered by accident. The microwave oven, it was discovered by accident. There was a guy, what's his name? Give him credit, Percy Spencer. 
he was working on a radar experiment. And as he was working on this radar experiment, I think for the military, he realized he had a bar of chocolate in his pocket, and that bar of chocolate, it melted quicker than it should have. So when he took it out of his pocket, he was wondering, why is this melted? And that led him to do further ex experiments on what he was working on, and it led him to invent the first microwave oven, all by accident. Penicillin, 1928, Alexander Fleming, a professor of bacteriology, noticed a strange mold on one of his petri dishes. And he'd done experiments on that mold, and, and he eventually worked out that this mold was something that penicillin could have been developed from. And penicillin was discovered by Accident, cornflakes, Teflon, superglue, insulin, Play-Doh of all things, x-rays, and even Vaseline. They were all discovered by accident. Things that we use in our everyday lives today. Well, maybe not Play-Doh, I hope. Amen? If we are walking with God and trusting God, then God can use your experiences to bring about what He needs to be done in and through your life. You know, when I was a child, I wanted to be a professional footballer. That was my dream. I wanted to be a professional footballer. That, that was it. Failing that, though, I wanted to be a radio DJ. Love music. Just wanted to, if I couldn't be, or maybe I was going to be a professional footballer who done DJing on the side. That was what I wanted to do. But soon I realized I wasn't good enough at football. And I did not have a voice for radio. So when I finished school, I, I had nothing to do. I had no job, no prospects. In our class, I think five people went to college. And we were the best in the school. <laughs> five people went to college. College was never discussed as an option for me. So I finished school, I had nothing. Got a call one day shortly after finishing school from a friend said that he had a job going, a six-month job going in the supermarket. So I took it. Only problem was, it was working with the butchers. What's the problem, you think? Well, I'm a lifelong vegetarian. Haven't eaten meat since I was 12. So now I'm here, working as a butcher in the supermarket, and the first thing that they do for me is give me a box of liver and tell me to cut it up. Maybe somebody is like liver. But have you ever cut up a whole lobe of liver with the blood gushing out of it? Turn my stomach nearly gagged. Six months later, I got an opportunity to get another job in another supermarket, more permanent job this time, and I leapt on it. Only problem was it was in the butcher's department again. This job was a better job, but it was more erratic job. I ended up working some weeks 30 hours, other weeks 60 hours a week. Started sometimes at half past five in the morning. Other times I would work until half past 11 at night. It was more erratic. This supermarket was more strict. They watched over you. I mean, they watched over you. Every move they watched. Every little thing that you did, it was wrong. They were just much more, I hated it. I really did. I would wake up any morning and hope that was my day off. Hated the place. 
But you know what? I like the money. So I stuck at it. You know, God can do amazing things even with things that you hate. It was there that my friend got saved. And I was in that supermarket that I hated that he started to talk to me about Jesus. And I was there in that supermarket that I hated. I got up every day and I was like, I hate this place. Some days you'd go in at half six in the morning and nine o'clock they'd tell you to go home and come back at two. Hated it. It was there I found Jesus. It was there that I learned about God with my friend. 20 years I worked with my friend. And for 20 years, for at least four or five days, every week, we debated the scriptures. We studied the word of God. And for 20 years, when other pastors were going to Bible school and that cushy Bible schools, for a couple of years learning about God, my training to be the leader that I am today came while I was cutting up meat for 20 years. Church, do not despise where God will place you. Do not despise the things that the enemy even brings against you. Because God can use those things to make you to be the person that God wants you to be. One last scripture. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. It says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. In the good times and in the bad times, acknowledge Him and still he will direct your paths. In everything that you go up against in life, trust God. He can still direct your paths. Amen?